BBC Good Food Show Winter. It's been a very busy few days. Lots of top chefs, cooks and bakers here with some amazing produce as well. And I'm delighted joining me in the studios, James Martin. James, good to see you. I was going to say... You I'm look- the old guy now, aren't I? I'm <laughs> I was the gonna- old people. <laughs> I was going to say you're looking well, but you've hurt your knee, haven't uh, you? I, I haven't, it's, I've made a proper job of it. Yeah, it's a double meniscus tear and a, a kneecap's come off. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I've made a proper, proper, proper job of it. If you're going to do it, do it properly. I was only getting out of a car, which proves that I'm too old. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's what the surgeon said. I said, how did I do that then? It's usually athletes when you're just old. I went, all right, thanks for it. <laughs> Thank you for that little thanks move for that. on. Right, okay. James, uh, great to see you. Um, you have uh, been busy, haven't you? I mean, you've got a, a TV Choice Award. And yeah, you've been yeah, involved life's, with the... life's been busy. Um, you know, it's touch wood. It's just, um, it's kind of weird, 50 this year and and and, and works, you know. It's, it's not been great as it through covid particularly hospitality so trying to get that rebounded and back up now the business is is back up and it's, uh, it's you know i was in the restaurant yesterday and it's busy and you know it's it's nice to see that people are out and, and stuff like that but we've got this little thing called a recession a little thing around the corner that's going to hit us as well so you know we're looking on the positive side of it i think you've got to be so we're, we've, we've got a few more sites planned and we're just going to plow ahead with it so we've got a couple more sites that we're opening up so um, fingers crossed for next year it does feel at the show this year that people have come to treat themselves because they people you know, want to get out, don't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're, they're looking for treats this Christmas, yeah. and with a, with another eye on the fact that they've got to look at the household budget yeah. and look at what they're having this Christmas and, and everything else. What tips would you give for looking for good value from from meat and produce and how to? I think, how it's, to quite, use it I think it's quite difficult because we're we're at, well, we're not the forefront of where food's happening, but certainly at the sh- at the pointy bit. Mm. Um, I think I see I see trouble ahead. That's the problem with me. I, and I, I, you know, I'm not, it's not the doom and gloom thing, but I'm a farmer. So, you know, we have this thing called avian flu and it's actually quite bad and, and um, it's not really been talked about. And I don't know why, uh, whereas everybody's on about foot and mouth. Um, it's, it's hitting particularly sort of the West Country at the moment and, and moving rapidly north. Um, and you've got the issues with the eggs and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and that's all to do with free range chickens and everything. But if it does get in that sort of circle, it's devastating. Mm. So, you know, the, it, I think it'll hit the turkey price as well. So if you if you want my best advice is get that turkey, but get it bought now and get it in the freezer because you may not be guaranteed one. Um, and that's the reality of it. Um, but, you know, next year, you know, that we've had not the great, we've had a great summer for us as in the suntan and everything else, but it's not been great for potato growers, for instance, who, you know, the potato crop's much smaller, the smaller yield definitely they couldn't get it out of the ground. The ground's harder as a farmer, the ground was hard, so we couldn't get the crop sown for this year, for next year. And um, fertilizer's gone up. So it's accumulation of a lot of things. And you, you can't blame that on Brexit. You can't blame it. You can blame it on the Ukraine war. That's that's the, the, the that's the main cause of it. And then China's then stopped the export. So there's so many different you can't find a you feel you've been hit with it from all over the place. So mm. I think you've got to fully understand what it is and then make choices related to what it is rather than make choices from just what's in front of you on the supermarket shelf mm. and i think then you'll understand what the best way is to go forward in terms of produce i think certainly uk produce uk farmers particularly lamb farmers i've always said that you always support that so i think wherever possible really buy not not necessarily you know people say local but certainly buy from this country i think we've got some amazing produce we still export way too much um, produce. We've got all the shellfish and fish and stuff like that. So I think really look at look at what you're buying in terms of you know the price of it moving all over the place at the moment because 
I mean, people ask me the price of chicken, they ask me the price of fish all the time and, 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 and produce, but it's moving all the time and that's related yeah. to so many different factors. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's so many things going on. I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but there, mm. but there is so many things of it. As a restaurateur, you've just got to be on the ball a lot more. Yeah, and I guess that means from the restaurant side, next year and maybe for the next couple of years, the business model might have to change. You've you've got to move with well, those I think, economic I, I times. Think it, it was it's quite difficult for us. We, we obviously worked COVID and opening and close, and then then the staffing issues, and then you know certainly the the obviously um, it compounds with that. You've got you've got everybody wants to be paid more, and you've got all the cost of living's going up and everything else, and that's the inflation. And but then at some point you're worried about it imploding and then businesses going under. And I worry next year, you know, a lot of lot of businesses and particularly hospitality businesses will go under mm. uh, because there's such a fine line. You know, people think, well, the, the restaurant's full. Obviously, it's making money. It's, well, it not necessarily is because the price can change massively and, you know, two people don't turn up or a table of six doesn't turn up on a Friday night. You've lost your lost your profit for the night. Mm. So it's, there is a fine line there. And, and, and we're quite fortunate. We've got hotels and stuff like that. So... You, you, it's kind of a balancing act and it's a little bit easier but for the independent restaurants and hotels and pubs uh, well particularly independent pubs and, and restaurants please support them because uh, you know they're, they're going to find it really hard in January, February and then you've got the interest rates going up and the, the, the yeah, there's so many different things so I think really it's down to us more more important than anything else it's down to mm. you know you've got to think with your feet and, and actually physically do it you've actually physically got to go visit these places and look after them and, and go and have your drink in your local and, and, and that kind of stuff because mm. and, and, when they're gone they're gone Lots of people coming to BBC Good Food Show, already thinking ahead to Christmas. We're not quite into uh, December yet. Um, am I right in thinking you're not a big fan of turkey at Christmas? Uh, no, I've already said that on every single day. I apologise to the turkey farmers out here, but um, no, I'm not a great fan. My, my granddad always taught me when I was a young kid, said uh, no amount of stuffing up its backside is ever going to make it taste more interesting. Uh, and you can put it in brine for as long as you want. It's not really my sort of thing. It's Americanized thing. It's fine for the, what you want. It. No, no, to me, to me... Roast lamb, roast pork, roast beef, that kind of stuff. It's the stuff that I was brought up on, but I'm going to stick my guns on that one. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stay the other side of the fence when everybody else is at one side. <laughs> so, what's Christmas Day like in your household? Are you, are you up early? Are you on the, the, the um, smoked salmon and well, fizz? I don't know. It depends or? if I get my leg fixed, but I think I'm, I'm due to get my leg fixed. So hopefully, I should be out and, and walking by then. Um, but Christmas is I always sort of do a roast pork and a roast roast beef. So think of it like a bigger version of a Sunday lunch. Um, but I'm cooking Christmas Day, uh, which is quite cool. And, and I think I treat it like a, a big version of a Sunday lunch. And I think for us chefs, you sort of it's difficult to explain how to cook Christmas because you, you find it easy because you're doing it all the time. Um, my key advice really is buy certain things in advance because they won't be there in the shops. Everybody's running around uh, like crazy. So get your turkey, but actually get it in your hands now. Uh, so get your turkey, get your sauce made. Um, particularly, I'm sure people have to make sauces and bits and pieces. Even you know, even down to the pre-made. You know, don't be frightened to buy things as well. Pre-made mashed potato is really, really good. Um, you know, microwave Brussels sprouts in the containers are really good because they're raw, they're a raw ingredient. And you just microwave them. You know, all that kind of stuff. You can, but just have a little bit of pre-planning. I mm. think that's the key. And and for instance, you know, starter-wise, just smoke salmon. It's lovely. You know, you don't have to do anything fancy. You know, you can make it into a pate. You know, treat yourself now if you can do. Um, but you can make some simple things. I'm just doing prawn toast on here, which mm. is just frozen prawns, just on a bit of white sliced bread. You know, with a little dipping sauce. You don't have to make it like I'm doing. You can buy it. That chili jam is easy. But mm. you know, there's so many different things there. And I suppose for chefs, we just take it for granted. <laughs> but uh, it's um. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's so many things you could explain. <laughs> so what about leftovers? Because people... There, there are, many in our house. <laughs> <laughs> there are, it's, it depends how big the turkey is or whatever it is you're going to buy. But there's always some leftovers somewhere. And that's the big conundrum. Because we end up with turkey curry and turkey risotto. No, I do this thing called a muffalata. It's a, it's a, a muffalata. Muffalata, classic American sort of thing. Um, but it's, it's like a big bread loaf. You get a big bread loaf, you hollow out the middle of it. And then we layer. Um, so you layer your your meats, your turkey, your cranberry, your stuffing, you can layer it all up. But each layer that you put in, you make a, a white sauce, a bechamel with cheese in it. So you make like a cheese bechamel mm. and then you layer that up as you go. And if you wanted to put, I mean, famous cheese this time of year, Robichon, that kind of stuff, but you can put slices of that in it as you layer it all up. Put the lid on it so you end up with this sort of two and a half, three kilo lump of bread that's that's layered, but then layered with this sort of white sauce. And then you cover it with tinfoil and bake the whole thing in the oven for 45 minutes. And then you just sit and eat it and fall asleep. Oh, fabulous. Uh, so that would be my sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of a variant on a muffalata, but, but it's layers. It's about sort of, you know, six, seven inches deep. But mm. you just pile it all in. Pile it in with the sauce. And then when you bake it, it all sort of, yeah, it's like a haunt fondue thing and yeah it's lovely that's going to be, be appearing in our house <laughs> this year i can guarantee you um lots of people coming to the show will be looking to buy gifts for family and friends who are cooks obviously not professional chefs like you but what what, what would you recommend they get what's a good thing to buy for a cook at christmas uh well alcohol uh, but <laughs> i think i think really um and we, we've got a stand here we've got the wine here we've got the gin mm. here but um I think really, you know, if you're interested in wine, gin and stuff like that, there's something for everybody here. But I, I'd say knives, really. Knives are one of those things that you, you, you can sort of buy as much as you want, really. But if you give that as a gift, you've often got it for, for life. That's that's the key to it, you know. I mean, chefs have got all these fancy knives. We only buy sort of three or four or five, six, and we got them, if, hopefully they don't get nicked. But you, you have them for a period of time and you treasure them and look after them. So I think yeah. there's something, if you're a real foodie... There's that or, you know, to me, I love wooden chopping boards. I think, you know, nice wooden chopping board. It's, people love it. And, and, and that, to me, for a Christmas gift is, yeah. And you get some amazing, I've already seen some olive ones around here, but a beautiful little chopping board is really nice. Whether it's you, something you put some food on or whether you use it for, for cooking is another thing. Which begs my last question. Have you written your letter to Santa yet? And if so, what have you asked for? Uh, I've, I've asked for a new knee. Um, <laughs> I've asked for a day off. New knee, um, um, but yeah, I just I, life's life's you know I can't complain. Uh, life's good. Life's treat me well over the years. Um, I'll keep working, keep keep plodding along, and and you know fingers crossed for next year. Fingers crossed for next year. We we've got enough hurdles in front of us. So that's my my little wish that those those little hurdles don't get added to next year. We can at least see a little bit of free running at some point next year hope you get you hope we get your christmas wish james always a pleasure to see you have a a good christmas enjoy the rest of the show it's a pleasure